Bassoon Quartet Podcast. My name is Brian. My name is Michael. My name is Ethan. My name is Kent. Um, hey guys, it's been a long time since we've had a podcast, and the thing that I've been itching for the most is, of course, another round of What's on Kent's iPhone? <laughs> what is on Kent's iPhone? <laughs> Kent, where's your gargantuan iPhone? <laughs> Get that out of the vault here. Yeah. All right, Ethan, what do you think we're up for? What's it going to be? Ooh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling an 80s hit. Yeah, an, an pop music? Hit. Pop. Yep, yep. I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, Kent, did you put Hamilton on your phone yet? I'm guessing <laughs> oh. something for well, Hamilton. Well, Mindy and I share the same iTunes library, and she has different tastes in music than I do, which include Hamilton. So it, it very well may be on this. So good guess. That's... Uh, now, for those of you who have not played this game before, the way it works is that we admonish Kent as he pulls out his giant iPhone, and um, he'll hit random and play, and uh, we'll see what gem pops up. <laughs> Past winners have included, what, Yanni or something? John Tesh, yeah, something like that. There was a Yanni track, yeah, that was in Tokyo, I think. <laughs> oh, of course it yeah. was. Yeah. And we had to immediately Shame. leave the country. Yes. <laughs> All right, my guess, I'm going to go with something from King of the Rings. That's a possibility. So Ethan King says... King of the Rings? The that, that, stupid movies? That's his uh, <laughs> slightly humorous take on Lord of the Rings, which oh, is, Lord of course, of a fantastic trilogy. Uh, Ethan says 80s pop. Mike's got Hamilton, and I'll go with King of the Rings. Okay. So I've hit the shuffle button, and I already know the track that's going to play. Here we go. Coming up there. So Arjuna and Krishna, you know, they're hanging out on the battlefield. Arjuna's like tired of war. He's trying to get out of his battle. So Krishna drops a little science on him. He says, you know, it's the way of spiritual growth. A man must go forward from where he stands. He cannot jump to the absolute. He must I don't know what this is. This is a weird, this is a weird choice. What category is it called? This is like early nineties. Fusion jazz or something? (laughs) Slam poetry, smooth jazz. So that is a pretty odd track from this is actually from uh, Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Whoa. Oh wow. And this is from their album uh, Left of Cool. And so you, you guys are familiar with the Flecktones, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a banjo player and a bunch of weird combination of instruments electric banjo paul hansen bassoon has sat in with this group from time to time and they somehow managed to sound just fantastic so that is from their album left of cool and the track is sojourn of arjuna and i think that's their uh percussionist and he plays on like this custom made drum guitar looking thing and he he has apparently rapped 
<laughs> this is not a track I listen to a lot, but it is on their album and it's on my library. So there you go. Wow. We didn't we didn't hit one of the greats like like uh, Yanni this time. <laughs> no, no, no Yanni this time. Or... Well, there you have it. There's our latest edition of what's on Kent's iPhone. Uh, well, fellas, what do you want to talk about? Do you know that we've been doing a podcast for three and a half years? We did a podcast <laughs> for what? For the From the Opposite Shore project, that was... That was fall two, of 2014. Yeah, and so we podcasted pretty much every week for that whole project, and yeah. that was, what, a year and a half, two years by itself. That was a big project. Yes, it was. And it was... I'm glad that we did that. I listen to our podcasts once in a while, like when I'm doing the dishes or something, and uh, it's fun to look back on that and see what the whole process was like. These days, we're not actively working on a project. Um, we certainly have been. We did a film score. That was a big deal, and we played that a lot last year, and then we had our 10-year anniversary. And then this year, we're doing a couple of house concerts, and in April, April 11th, Wednesday, April 11th, we're going to do a lecture series and talk about what it's like to take a brand-new piece of music that nobody's ever performed before, read through it, prepare it, get it ready for recordings and tour around all of Colorado with it and take it to Japan. Um, next year, we have a couple of concerts lined up already and uh, we might have a project two to go along with it. Um, and someplace in between now and then, we're gonna release another CD. <gasps> what could it be? Oh, stay tuned. And it's been a while. When's the last time we had a podcast, guys? It's been a year? Has it been that long? I think it's been a little bit more than a year, because today is the very end of March, and so it was the middle of March a year ago when we had our 10-year anniversary concert. A birthday party. And it was a party. It was pretty great. It was a fun time. I think that concert uh, maybe takes the cake for best concert of the Bully Bassoon Quartet just because of how much fun it was. What do you guys think? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. There, were, there was definitely some unique aspects to that concert that I don't think we could have done and, you know, with, with a different venue or a different audience. So it was cool. Pillars of fire, laser shows. Ethan came down on stage from ah. cables. He was suspended on cables. I mean, that one was pretty normal, but... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and it was a full house, too, and that yeah. was cool. It was pretty yeah. great to have so much support. Uh, give, us, uh, give us a rundown of some of the details. You know, the last time that we had a podcast episode, we were um, uh, telling everybody about how exciting this was all going to be. And so we never actually had a chance to wrap it up and report back on how awesome it was. So where were we? What did we do? What was different about the show? We were at E-Town Hall in Boulder. Named after our very own Ethan Turner. Yep. Named after. Yep. E-Town used to be a church, and a few years ago, uh, this organization called E-Town, which is an old radio show in Boulder, uh, bought the church, gutted it, and turned it into a legit performance hall and recording studio and their home base. And so this radio show has been around for, I think, like 20, 30 years. You can check out their podcast um, in which they just take one of their radio shows and put it out there as a podcast. Um, and so we were looking around for a place that would be something kind of special for us. E-Town Hall came up 
And so that's where we wound up going, even though it kind of cost a pretty penny. Worth it. Totally worth it. We had a little party beforehand. Um, we had some sponsors uh, donate some whores duvers for us. Mr. Tuna out in Denver. And was it Sushi Zenmai? Yeah. In Boulder. The award-winning Sushi Zenmai. How many some... people showed up to the before party? There was like 15, 20? I think it was a little bit more. I want to say like 25 or 30. Yeah, okay. I was going to ballpark 30. Okay. VIP. That's right. Uh, event. And so what were some of the differences once we started the concert? I mean, there was a, there was a slideshow. You put that together, right? We had a slideshow. It uh -huh. featured pictures from the past 10 years, including when we got started as students at CU. Uh, so imagine that you're an audience member. You walk in. First of all, there's an honest-to-goodness box office. It's not just somebody with a box. There's somebody <laughs> in a box. <clears throat> so you buy a ticket, or you already got one. You go upstairs. There's balloons, helium balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, happy birthday. And you go into the concert hall, and there's a slideshow playing. E-Town has a big, gorgeous screen, which they use for movies. I think the Boulder International Film Festival uses E-Town Hall as well. And um, so you're greeted by beautiful pictures of bassoonists. <laughs> There's more balloons on stage and some other fun decorations. And then uh, before the show started, we came out and distributed streamers to a bunch of people in the audience. And we encouraged everybody, during the show, <laughs> shower us with streamers. Don't hesitate. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jump great. right in. In the middle of a performance, start throwing <laughs> some streamers around. There are a bunch of those goofy birthday hats. Um, I think that's about it. We had extra decorations and stuff like that, which we don't usually do. My, perhaps my favorite part of the concert was being able to ask the question, how many of you are bassoonists in the audience? <laughs> and probably the, entire, the entirety <laughs> of all bassoonists in Colorado raised their hands. It was, was a large fun. congregation <laughs> of bassoon players there. They were not all bassoonists, though. No. My wife ran into someone who went there who just happened to see, she looked at the E-Town website and saw that we were playing. She, she wasn't an instrumentalist or anything. She just thought it looked interesting. So she bought herself a ticket and really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, she left halfway through the first piece. but <laughs> <laughs> She had a good four minutes, though. Do you guys remember what we played? Uh, I remember that we did um, alt. We did a, a live performance of the film score that we did. With the movie. With the movie. And previews. And previews. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was going to happen beforehand. Yeah. Nor did I. Surprise. <laughs> and the director was there. So that was really cool. Adrian Bishop, the guy who directed this film, alt, was in the audience. And after we performed alt... We had two presenters come on stage, and like, like you would see in the Oscars, they made the presentation of the coveted award, which was the Golden Bassoonie or something, mm. and they, they announced the wrong person, and they invited Marcus Turner on stage, and <laughs> in the middle of Marcus's acceptance speech, we had to say, oh, I'm so sorry, there was a slip-up. <laughs> we got the envelopes mixed up, and we had to give it instead to the actual director, Adrian. This all happened like a week after the Oscars, so it was funny then. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a special guest join us on stage and play with us. 
After making the call of the lost bassoonist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, from the audience's point of view, there was somebody way in the back playing bassoon. But the four of us were on stage, so who could that be? Oh. It was, it was long-lost Boulder Bassoon Quartet founding member Eric Johnson, who's now... Uh, uh, legal counsel. Who's <laughs> 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 now employed. Yeah. What, what is, what's his title? He's a prosecutor for the DA. Arapahoe County, yeah. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. So he joined us for a tune. And then after the intermission, for the first time, we tried playing with our electronic gizmos and sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, that was flawless in every way. That was, yeah. Went no, off without Definitely hitch. nothing went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of you was saying that somebody thought that was like the best part of the show. My dad had glowing things to say about uh, the sounds that were coming out for the first piece, and then he really liked how we used those sounds with black. Ah. He just went on and on about black. Oh, well, there you go. That's cool. Yeah. Black is pretty freaking awesome. Especially with sound effects. That actually worked really well. That that was really effective, yeah. Yeah. For the sake of those of you at home, who's the composer? Mark Mellitz. Yeah. Shout out, then. Uh, Black is a piece, a, a duet, written for two instruments. It was originally written for two bass clarinets, and then he improved it by making it for two bassoons. And there's also a two cello version. Let's take a listen to that right now. This is Black with sound effects. Black, with sound effects performed by me and Kent at the Boulder Bassoon Quartet 10-year anniversary concert. And that was, uh, I remember when we started playing it, it sounded quite different to me than I thought it did when we were warming up in the hall with the sound effects. And I immediately backed off because I felt like I was way too loud and like they had seven subwoofers on or something. It was just overwhelming. Listening back to the recording, it all sounded much more tolerable, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any recollection oh, of that? I remember thinking it was pretty, pretty boss. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Well, hopefully we can 
find a way to start using that stuff more. Well, all in all, I think our 10-year anniversary concert was great. We had about 130 people in the audience, and there were a lot of laughs, a lot of interaction. It's always good to engage your audience, but rarely do they get to throw streamers during a classical concert. Um, so it was a big blast, and I look forward to, you know, nine years from now. <laughs> 20-year anniversary. Doing it again, yeah. Uh-huh. You think we'll still be playing the same tunes? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since then, what have we been doing? It's been a year. The public demands a report. <laughs> it's been a lighter year for us, performance-wise. Yeah. We had the um, the Boulder Bassoon Blitz this yeah. past summer. What is oh. that, Mike? Oh, this is when we invite anyone and everyone who owns a bassoon or can scrounge up a bassoon to come and hang out with us on Pearl Street in Boulder on the walking mall. You remember um, how many people we had last time? It was 17, right? 17 bassoons. 17 bassoons, right? all in one place. I think that is a record for the Boulder mm-hmm. Bassoon Blitz. Was that the fourth annual? Well, I, I think we skipped was. a year, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we you know, basically read through our book. Um, all of the, all of the goofy covers that we have of "Don't Stop Believing" and uh, Super Mario Brothers and "Come On Eileen." It's a fun time. It definitely is an opportunity to make a lot of pedestrians feel uncomfortable. Yes, <laughs> which we relish. Look at all these oboes. Yeah. Oh no. Well, we also added a Christmas play along. That worked out really well, too. We had, what, like a dozen bassoons for that? Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all got together on a Monday evening near Christmas and played through a bunch of Christmas carols. And then we had some eggnog. So that was fun. Thanks to the Boulder Piano Gallery for hosting that event with us. Yes. And thanks to the cops on Pearl Street for not uh, moving us along <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during the bassoon blitz. Um, well, those are two events that I hope we'll continue to do. The, the bassoon blitz happened in late September. And it's kind of risky in terms of the weather, but um, it worked out just fine. And the, the Christmas play-along, that happened in the middle of December. And it's tough finding a date that works well in that time of year, but that, that mostly worked out pretty good. Well, to knock this one out, what should we play? 